This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. All right, let's go over the different types of real estate asset classes. And you've, I know you've heard on this podcast and others, and if you are a real estate investor, or you're looking to get into it. I know you've heard like, oh, it's so great to be a real estate investor. Let's get into investing in real estate. But I want you to understand really where your opportunities are. When you say the word real estate, of course, you know, it's it can be all over the board on what real estate means, what types of real estate there are. But I feel like the most successful, and I have seen, not just... I don't just feel like this, but I have seen the people that are most successful in real estate investing. I see that they focus on a specific asset class, kind of a subset of real estate, and they hone in on that. They understand the numbers of it. <clears throat> they, it really makes sense for them, and they can really provide the value, say, if, if they are raising money for investors or if it's all them, they can really spot those deals because they understand the subset of real estate so well. And I think once I go through these this list with you, I think it'll start opening up your eyes of saying, oh, okay, well, there's that type of real estate. And you'll, as you're like evaluating real estate deals or seeing them for sale, you'll be able to start putting them into your own subcategories. Or if you're searching for, if you're searching for real estate, mostly commercial real estate, there's a lot more op options there on some of these real estate, like commercial real estate search sites you'll be able to, they've actually got filters built out for these, for these. And it, it just makes it, I think it makes it more fun to search for them. And real quick, the commercial real estate sites that I use, and of course I'm not sponsored by them or anything. It's just the ones that I use personally. There's two main commercial real estate search sites I use. One of those is loopnet, just L-O-O-P-N-E-T.com. And the other one is Crexi, C-R-E-X-I.com. Those are like, Commercial real estate agents are posting their listings there for those deals that end up when they do officially hit the market. They're normally going to hit one of those two, and there's there's a lot of other a lot of others, but those are the two main ones that I look for. I love be able to to be able to use all the filters and search for specific things in specific states or cities or cap rates or the subset of the asset categories or asset classes. Okay, the let's go into. There's three main types of asset classes, and then there's subsets of asset classes underneath each of those. So the first is, and I'll, I'll just mention all three. Three are the residential real estate. The second one is commercial real estate. And then the last one is land. And we'll break down the some of the specifics of, of each of those. Within residential real estate, when you think of that type of investing, this is the single family home. Norm, that's normally what people are getting started with in real estate or that has gotten them into it. it there are multifamily homes, not, but not apartment buildings in this residential category. It might sound strange, but it's only up to four units. So a duplex, single family home, or a duplex or triplex or a fourplex, all of those would be in this residential category. Those types of properties, uh, they're going to, you can use residential like a normal, like a personal mortgage application on up to those four units. 
um, once you get to five units and more, that's when it goes into the commercial side for this type of le- for if you're looking for lending on it. So remember, you got single family homes, <clears throat> homes on up to four units, like up to a fourplex. And then the other type I want you to think of with residential is the short-term vacation rentals. And this is, I have these in the residential category, at least in my mind, because those types of properties can switch back and forth between just a long-term investment or you're running it more like a hotel, like an Airbnb, VRBO type of rental. But because it's the same type of building can be used in two ways, I leave it in this residential category. But short-term rental properties are typically single family homes or a townhome or condo in certain developments. And you're running as a short-term vacation rental, like when, when someone's renting it seven days or less. Okay. So that's the residential category. The other category I mentioned, we've got commercial and land left, right? Commercial is just go right through the list. We've got office space. That's, that's the first one I'm, I'm normally thinking of is commercial type of rental, rental asset. Then we've got multifamily apartments or multifamily eight plexes. These are those properties that are five units and above. And of course, the numbers, you're, if you're looking at an eight plex compared to a 200 unit apartment, of course, it's the numbers are completely different. Ratios are different. The operations are different, but I'll just lump them together here. That's that when I, when you hear multifamily, it's five units and above five units up to thousand unit apartment complexes. The other, another type of asset class in this, in the area of commercial real estate is the retail, the the retail category. Those are say the strip malls. Those are big box stores. That's where people are normally walking in to buy goods or services. That this is kind of the, the typical storefront you think of for small businesses or, or even big businesses. Another one we have is warehouse. These are those those big, big buildings. They don't always need to be that big, but this is warehouse. Sometimes I would I would have say kind of those those flex space areas that maybe have like a small storefront, small little uh, office in the front with a warehouse in the back. Those types of buildings I would categorize those as warehouse. I think the flex space investments right now are really good. Like personally, I'm I want one of those investments right now because of what I'm expecting for e-commerce into the future, um, and just that type of building. There's people that need to be working there. You need to kind of have some sort of operations there running the business. But when they're shipping goods and it's an e-commerce business, um, the warehouse space is just very very valuable right now, in my opinion. And then there's the category of industrial. Industrial could be it's it's big repair shops or it's oil and gas facilities or just large, just operations, which could be all sorts of businesses. I would categorize under the industrial section. And some of these will cross over. They might, they might have an office and part of a warehouse and some big store onsite storage facilities. Uh, that That's what I would cast, categorize as industrial. The next one is self-storage. Self-storage. These are the these are the storage units, typically for individuals. Uh, the storage units are typically not that big, maybe twelve by twenty-four and smaller. There, there's some of these self-storage parks or self-storage areas that practically have a closet. Yeah, you know, like a ten by ten 
eight by eight or 10 by 10, just little space where people need to store stuff, whether they're traveling or they don't have space in their apartment. I think self-storage, especially near these, um, really near large cities, I think these smaller sized storage units are going to become very important. And even more in remote areas where people, they don't live there year round, they want to be parking boats or trailers, just they want to be parking it closer where to, the, where, to where they recreate. I think self-storage is a great investment as well. Another type of investment is the RV parks. Of course, RV parks, could, it, it could also include like campgrounds. I, of course, there's some crossover there, but RV parks and campgrounds is a commercial investment category. And then mobile home parks, which I've gotten into recently. I've got some great partners on this and the, the cap rates and numbers there can be really good. The management of them, it's yeah, really with any asset asset class, the management of them is is can be unique, and it's helpful if you hone in on the specifics of each of those. So in the commercial category, I just went over the office type of commercial investment, multifamily investments, retail as commercial, warehouse, industrial, self storage, RV parks, and mobile home parks. So if you are Looking for commercial property, I would break your search down into those specific categories and it'll just kind of open up your eyes and help you evaluate deals based at the subcategory level. Then the last one, we've gone over residential and commercial as the main categories. And then this last one is land. There are all sorts of things you can do with land, of course. I don't really have a great long list of the, all these subcategories of land, but I would kind of put them into, say, one just holding raw land for development or land that you're holding as part of the develop development process. I think if you are good at seeing opportunity and working with cities and understanding zoning, land development and land investment could be a great opportunity for you. Um, or even holding land for appreciation would be another category. If you just, you don't want to be involved in the development process, but you just, just say, hey, I think this is going to appreciate it two or 3% a year or whatever percentage. And you just want to hold land and it can be leveraged. In many cases, you want to hold it, even if it was leveraged, sometimes it might be worth holding that land. And there's a one category. This is very specific to the tax law. Uh, this is the conservation land that you're holding that you intend to donate an easement on. And I, I'm going to do a whole episode on this on what conservation easements are, but there are there is a way that you can own the land and continue to own the land. Let's say you own a thousand acre ranch, you could donate an easement to a land trust, and that easement could put a restriction on your land where you would actually get a tax deduction because of that. So I'll, I'll go into another episode on that, but just those are the three types of land ways to hold land. One would be land for development. One would be land for holding as an investment. The other one would be for land as a tax deduction for a conservation easement. So there's there's the breakdown, residential, commercial, and land. Those are the main asset classes of real estate. And I would just highly recommend understanding each of those. Maybe go back and listen to the different subcategories of commercial investments and then as you're doing research and, and wondering how to invest in each, just understand the different cap rates and, and ins and outs of each of those of each of those properties. But it's I I know as soon as you understand more of this and you apply your knowledge, it will help you increase your wealth and decrease your taxes. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com. Thank you.